What's up? It's your host, JJ. I just wanted to make a quick request. If you don't already, take some time right now to go follow us on socials on Instagram at G2S Good Talk Pod. Also, we have another page at Goodies and Two Shoes on Twitter at two underscore goodies on TikTok at goodies dot the letter N, the number two dot shoes and also on YouTube at Goodies and Two Shoes. Thanks in advance and I hope you enjoy the show. Let's put it this way, I ain't giving y'all a whole long speech like I did last time, cause I reneged on my word already, so I ain't gonna we ain't gonna go back to that shit, but just know we lit as a bitch, nigga. What up? Hey. Let me get my levels right, hey It's been a minute I ain't been in this motherfucker in a minute I gotta get my levels right, I ain't gonna hold you I feel like I'm loud as a bitch What up? I gotta let this shit rock Cause it's been such a long time I ain't gonna lie, like It's been such a long time, man Long time coming but I'm back And I came back right for football season My niggas are already trying to tell me like That's the only sport I covered No, that's not true A lot of transition going on right now If you haven't noticed Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and plug the shit right now Subscribe to the G2S Network on YouTube Because if you're not subscribed right now You can't even imagine what you're missing Cause I ain't gonna lie, everything we've been dropping the last three, four months consecutively, <laughs> movie viral. Wow, wow, what up? I don't know if I'm loud or not. Hey, if I'm loud, forgive me. Cause we're gonna fix it. We're gonna get. We're gonna work out all the kinks and everything. Gotta get locked back in. That's it. But listen to Tip, man. Tip, Tip gonna explain it for me. What up? That's no cap. <laughs> That's no cap. Niggas, ain't, niggas can't do this shit like me. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Niggas, niggas <laughs> shouldn't even really give it a shot. No cap. Last month, a month and a half, I've been the hardest working man in this bitch. Me and my team been turned. Hey, me and my team been turned. I, I gotta take the first couple minutes to pop my shit, man. Fuck what y'all niggas talking about. We gonna get to the good shit. We gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers and how frustrated he looked on Sunday against Minnesota. We gonna talk about last night how uh, L.A. folded. Justin Herbert getting his shit absolutely cracked. We gonna talk about all of that. Trust me. We gonna talk about all of it because I'm back. What up? Uh, I know what the problem is. That's why she ain't coming through right. There we go. There we go. Hey, we got somebody new on the uh, uh, a part of the G2S podcast, the Good uh, Good Talk podcast. What up, Rod? <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm gonna have that nigga doing research. <laughs> Todd, but I'm so happy, yo. Hey, I'm so happy to be back. I feel like, like I said, I mean, I feel like for one, I let y'all down, but like I said, I'm not even gonna go into that whole speech because it ain't no point. It ain't no point because you can only say something 
so many times. But hey, I'm so happy to be back, man. Listen, I bands, I, so I gotta let the music just keep rocking. Just, 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 just bear with me. I promise. Just bear with me. It won't be like this every week. I promise. I swear to God. Smoking a bag full of that gas, almost lost my lungs. I don't smoke trash, need a gas mask. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get my fucking level right, man. Oh, we good, we alright, we lit. We lit. Like I said earlier, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast. Going with the same structure, pretty much, that we always have. Gonna go through some of our scores. We'll, we'll talk about week one. I know I'm a little behind. Gonna try to rec- start recording a little bit earlier in the week. You know, we got FPFO going on, Good Life going on. So, we just gotta get the scheduling right. Once we get the scheduling solidified, you know what time it is. I, I mean, we locked. Just know that. We locked in. Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, man. I am your host, JJ. You've been rocking with us, you know, this whole time since February because February was the last time we recorded, you know, so it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, that sounded a lot better. February was the last time we recorded. The last time, the last thing we talked about, which is so crazy, really, is the Super Bowl. That was the last thing we talked about. And thing about it is we didn't even come in and review the Super Bowl. You know, we ain't do shit. We just gave a preview, and that's on me. It ain't, you know, I'll take responsibility for it. I'll eat it. It is what it is, but we back, so we ain't going to dwell on that too much longer. Like I said, again, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast. I am your host, JJ. As you heard in the beginning of the podcast, um, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel at the G2S Network. Um, Instagram, at Goodies and Two Shoes, at... G2S Good Talk Pod, all of that, man. If you want to follow me at the myth of JJ, there's an underscore in there somewhere, but if you just type that in, you'll find me. So, again, welcome back. It's been a long time coming. Like I said, we got somebody new on the on the on the you know on the production team. But y'all already familiar with them if you've been locked in. Shout out my nigga, man. He 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 helped this shit come together, you know. Look at him. He think he, I, I hate this nigga so much, bro. He be thinking he's so cute, bro. He be thinking he's so cute. Well, yeah, we're going to jump right into it, man. We're going to start with some of our scores. Um, our score. Matter of fact, I don't even know how I really want to start this. I don't even know how I really want to start this back up. I ain't going to lie. Um, we'll start with we'll start with the score from last night in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about some of the some baseball, I guess, if that's really what y'all want to hear. I'm going to give it to y'all just because it's just like, uh, I'll give it to y'all. Um, but y'all know why, y'all know what I, what I'm here to talk about and it's the NFL. And when the NBA, and NBA comes back around, that's what we're going to talk about. NBA, we'll talk about MLB, obviously at this point, just because playoffs are right around the corner. It's only about 15 to 20 games left max. We had some guys chasing history. Albert Pujols, I think he hit 697 on his road to 700. Fourth over uh fourth all time in MLB history and home runs. Aaron Judge and what he's doing, chasing the American League uh record for home runs. Then we have Paul Goldschmidt at his age, which is absolutely phenomenal, chasing the triple crown. So it's a lot going on in baseball, I will say that. Thing about it is I just am not hundred percent sure that y'all want to hear that. 
Y'all, y'all want JJ to come in here and talk football, so that's what I'm gonna do. But let's go through some of our scores from last night. So last night we had a big matchup in the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs and Chargers squared off in Arrowhead, 27-24, advantage Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Justin Herbert threw for 334, three touchdowns and one interception. He was sacked two times, and it was a scary moment for Chiefs fans. And later on in that fourth quarter, Justin Herbert, I can't remember who came around that damn edge, but Justin Herbert got lit up. I thought all impact, he had broken ribs. You know, me and Raul chilling, watching the game together. We both thought he was down bad, and I still think he's down bad. Uh, he could barely throw the football for a couple of a couple of plays after. On the third down, I believe it was, maybe second. I want to say third. I mean, he had everything he needed plus six or seven yards more just to walk for a first down. He showed the inability to do that. So that's going to be something that we keep our eye on going forward just based on the fact that if Justin Herbert goes down, in my opinion, that changes the whole dynamic of the AFC West and what that will potentially look like come week 10, week 11, week 12 when games start mattering a lot more. So, something to think about. Um, Austin Eckler ran 14 times for 39 yards. We've yet to see him go off. Um, but Mike Williams, on the other hand, with Keenan Allen, suffering a, the injury in week one um, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Keenan Allen, again, was out. Mike Williams went absolutely crazy. Eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Every pass he caught, tight window, didn't matter. He still made the play. But moving on to the winning team, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 235 for two touchdowns on 24-35 passing. Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 74 yards on eight rushes. Rushes. They have to get him to football more. It's just that simple. They have to let Clyde Edwards-Alaire touch the football much more than he's doing. Same thing with the Carolina Panthers, but that's not. this isn't a podcast for that. So, you know, we'll talk about that again come Tuesday or Wednesday on FPFO. Travis Kelsey, five catches for 51 yards, no touchdowns. Um... Really, Pat really just spread the ball around. Catches from uh, Miko Hardman, Clyde Ozilaire, uh Watson. I don't even know who the hell that is. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Jared McKinnon also had to uh, catch for a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, three catches for 10 yards. So, like I said, Pat just spreading the ball around. What he, do, what he does best, just getting the ball, you know, going right down the field because he doesn't care. You can't stop him. There's nothing that you can do. We're going to dive more a little bit into that game as we go further on in the podcast. Um, so again, the final there was 27-24. The Chiefs currently have the advantage in the AFC West, the only remaining team in that division that is still undefeated. Um, moving on to some baseball from last night, and then we'll kind of retract, or excuse me, backstep, go back to week one, talk about a little bit more NFL, talk about some news, and then we'll go, you know, how, how we usually do uh, with the news highlights and things of that nature, because we got a lot to talk about because... You know, the Phoenix Suns owner is fucking sick as hell. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So last night in baseball, Nationals, or excuse me, check that. My apologies. Cardinals and Reds. The Reds ended up with the win, 3-2. Cardinals have been playing phenomenal baseball. Um, I want to say they're, yeah, they're first in the NL Central right now. That game means nothing to them, in my opinion. Uh, they're going to keep winning baseball games. They have a phenomenal team. Again, Albert Pujols chasing that 700, 700th home run. I think he's going to get it. 
And if he doesn't get it this year, I think Albert should come back, play one or two games next year, hit that 700 home run, retire in the middle of that bitch. Because who cares? You're a legend. Do what you want. Um, AL East action. Tampa Bay did beat the Blue Jays 11-0. Let's take a look right now at what the current standings are for that. Blue Jays are in fifth. Tampa Bay is in sixth. So this, this series... Um, I'm not sure how many games they have remaining, but this series is huge for the playoff picture. Again, it's only a couple more games left in the baseball season. I want to say 15 to 20 games left, which in baseball terms is not that many. Um, So whoever's going to make a play needs to make a play ASAP because you have the Orioles who are four and a half games back, which may seem like a lot. But if you get cold, you're easily going to get clipped and you're not going to make the playoffs. So right now, currently in the American League, uh, Houston is number one. New York is number two. Uh, Cleveland is three. Seattle is four. Toronto is five. Tampa Bay is six. And Baltimore is seven. Like I said, sitting at four and a half games back. And for the National League, we have the Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals, Braves, Phillies, Padres, Brewers, and then Giants uh, sitting at the eighth spot. The Brewers are in the seventh spot, a game and a half behind the Padres currently. Um, I saw something on Twitter, actually, probably about 30 to 45 minutes ago. The Padres are still waiting for Juan Soto to heat up. I think his last 15 games, he's been hitting .067 batting average, which is just absolutely horrendous. So, I think he's going to heat up. I think Manny Machado is going to be able to continue to do his thing. I think the Padres are going to get into the playoffs, and I think they're going to sleep and sleep and clip whoever they have to face. I'm not going to lie. Matchup one, if they have to play the Dodgers, yes, the Dodgers are 98 and 44. That's great. They're playing phenomenal baseball. But I think that the Padres, I, I, I'm just sold on the Padres. They play great great baseball. They have a relatively solid uh, rotation pitching-wise. So we're going to see how things go as that shakes out. Um, and then, like I said, as, as time goes on more so, we'll talk more baseball as the playoffs come around. I just personally don't like talking about regular season baseball because there's so many moving parts you know so many different things as the season goes throughout um 100 and whatever the fuck 62 games 180 games 162 i think in a baseball season so it's just so much going on as it dies down as we get into the playoffs that's when we'll talk about uh talk more about baseball um let's retract a little bit or or retrace our steps just a bit back to the nfl because this this particular episode will be um, extremely NFL centered. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Broncos beat the Seahawks 17 to 16. Um, that was a matchup, you know, Russell Wilson, his return back to Seattle. They did not receive him warmly. I will say that, um, that to me was surprising to me, bitch, you need to be grateful because he brought you a Super Bowl and had it not been for Pete Carroll and the decision that he made on the one yard line, he would have brought you two. You know, so yeah, maybe you hate the way he left or whatever may have you. But to show the disrespect Seattle did, I didn't like it. Nevertheless, they did win the game. Geno Smith played an absolutely phenomenal first half. Great to see him, you know, be successful and have the opportunity to get that playing time and be the starting quarterback for for NFL franchise. You know, you love to see it. Um, Cowboys, Buccaneers, 19-3. Again, we'll jump into a little more of this um, as the as the pod goes on. Chiefs Cardinals, 44-21. Another game to highlight. Huge game, in my opinion. Kind of nervous for the Green Bay Packers and the Cheeseheads in Wisconsin, 23-7. 
Minnesota. Then fucking wacky, wacky game. Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, 23-20. Final in OT. Pittsburgh did end up winning that game. At what cost? The answer simply is at the cost of TJ Watt being out for six to eight weeks. Najee Harris, you know, dealing with a nagging uh, ankle injury. It's been reported that he's been dealing with that injury since, you know, the offseason, since preseason. Lynch Frank, all this and that. You know, we don't know what to believe because there's so many different stories coming out of Pittsburgh from different reporters and different, you know, sources. It's just going to be something to watch because if they don't have Najee Harris, if Pittsburgh does not have Najee Harris, the offense looked bad enough as is. The offense looked bad enough as is, given he only he did only play a limited amount of reps. I think he went out in the beginning of the second quarter or midway through the second quarter, something like that. So he was very limited. They still did get the win. But I'm not 100% sure that that's something that's going to be sustainable as we go on throughout the year. Um, and then finally, the game Thursday that kicked off the NFL season, the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. Great game, in my opinion, to start the week off with. Um, you know, you returning back, uh, returning back to the NFL season, defending Super Bowl champions, and then a team that a lot, a lot of people would make an argument that they should have been in the AFC Championship had it not been for a couple of shaky NFL rules that were not 100%, 100% sold on. But that's neither here nor there. Or it's not, not the AFC Championship, the Super Bowl, whatever game it was. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'll be forgetting. I'll be forgetting a lot of a lot of when, what happened, when, when. We all know what game I'm talking about. The game, uh, Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Them two, them two boys, they put on a show. They put on the show. Y'all know what game I'm talking about. So, yeah, like I said, a lot of people will make an argument that given the rule changes or whatever may have you or lack thereof, um, the Bills could have easily been a part of that Super Bowl or that AFC Championship game, whatever one, you know, was next. So, But that's what I have for that. We're going to go ahead and go over to our sports news, um, and then we'll move on to our goodies of the week, and then we'll go to who I have winning each division in the NFL this year. Um, so Wednesday, I believe it was, yeah, Wednesday, tennis star Roger Federer announced his retirement. Um, the Swiss standout ends his career with the final record of 1,251 wins and only 275 losses with 103 of those being title victories. You know, one of the, one of the best male tennis players we've ever seen. We currently lost two, you know, generational talents, um, Due to retirement, you know, but it, it, it's time. It's time. He he's given everything he has to the game. Serena's the same as that thing, which the other person that I was referring to, if you didn't know, Serena Williams did uh, call it quits after going down uh, in her most recent match. Um, but yeah, Roger Federer, round of applause for him. Outstanding career. Like I said, twelve fifty one and two seventy five is absolutely crazy. No matter what sport you're playing. So, you know, it was an honor and a pleasure just to get to see him, you know, perform at his peak in his craft. So, um, great to see. In football news, Seattle Seahawks All-Pro Safety Jamal Adams will have season-ending end, uh, season uh, surgery. Jesus Christ, I, I'm stuttering over here, all of that. But, yeah, season-ending surgery for All-Pro Safety Jamal Adams, um, torn quad. It's unfortunate, man. 
It really is. It's unfortunate for Jamal Adams. You hate to see it. It's unfortunate for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he's only been able to play two seasons in whole out of his six. So it's something that you hate to see, but it's it's almost like, you know, Jamal Adams is one of those guys that unfortunately at some point you expect him to get hurt um, just throughout the season just because the most recent things that we've seen over the last four years is him being hurt and him not being able to compete with his teammates. And it's like I said, it's unfortunate. It's sad. Wishing Jamal Adams a speedy recovery. I hope, you know, he comes back 10 times better. He works 10 times harder, et cetera, et cetera. But at this very moment, I'm not sure what that means for Seattle and that defense because, yeah, they played good against uh, against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos or whatever may have you. But we know who's in that division in that same breath. We know who's in that division. Um, so I, I, I don't think Seattle has a shot to really make any noise at all. They're like a six or seven win team to me at best. Um, Geno Smith was just starting quarterback. With all due respect, Geno is not that. Um, so this kind of just adds to the list of problems that Seattle has, in my opinion. Um, and then, of course, this past week, the biggest story of them all, in my opinion, um, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix, Phoenix Mercury, um, was fined $10 million and suspended for one year um, based on investigation led by Wachtell Lipton um, that discovered misconduct in the workplace, including, and I quote, using the N-word at least five times, as well as making sexual comments towards female employees and sexually suggestive actions towards numerous male employees. I mean, that's why I said earlier, the shit is just sick, bro. Shit is just sick, really. It's crazy to me that he only got a, a, a one-year suspension. That, to me, is absolutely preposterous. I mean, nothing that, you know, came out of that investigation was a positive for the NBA. Nor the WNBA. Nothing was a positive for those particular franchises. Nothing at all positive came out of this. The fact that he only got fined $10 million and suspended only for a year, to me, that's a slap on the wrist. He should have been forced to sell his team. Both of them. Both of them. It's just that simple. That That's the problem right now in the sports world is the fact that these guys fuck up. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson, and I'm not going to get into that too much because to me that story is old news. You know, I don't want to I don't want to be repetitive. We were talking about that seven, eight, nine months ago, the last time we were here. So I don't want to be repetitive about it. But it's the same thing in that instance. When you show people that they can get away with bullshit, why wouldn't they do bullshit? And this is exactly what it is. It's a prime example. Robert Sarver, slap on the wrist one year. No, he should have been forced to sell his team. Chris Paul felt the same exact way. LeBron James felt the same exact way. Numerous other athletes, you know, uh, player personnel, coaches, staff all throughout the, the NBA, WNBA, all athletes throughout every sport that you can think of really has something to say about Robert Sarver and his actions. And and typically, or excuse me, and, and generally the, the uh overwhelming majority of people are saying that this was a slap on the wrist and ultimately he should have been hit with a, a disciplinary action that was a little more harsh and I, I I mean I can't say that I don't agree I really can't um 
So we'll see how that ends up playing out. I think that, for me personally, I think that there's a good amount of outrage, enough amount of outrage for the NBA to come down a bit harsher. And I think that we will see within the next six to eight months, Robert Sarver being forced to sell his team. Both of them. I do. I think that'll end up happening, but we'll see. Who knows? I mean, sports is sports are, are, are very, very interesting when it comes to stuff like that. Like I said, we saw it with the Deshaun Watson case. He only gets 11 games for, for you know, all of the accusations that he faced. Though you can make an argument for, for either side that you believe, however you feel. But in that same breath, again, a slap on the wrist. 11 games? What is 11 games? When he got all of the money that he got guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's it's been proven time and time again that sports really don't give a fuck about uh, issues like this. You know, they'll they'll give you a commercial, they'll make a statement, they'll do this and that. This goes for pretty much every league, uh, and, and really, it hasn't been a problem in the NBA, in my opinion, that much, because we saw what happened with uh, Donald Sterling. What's my man's name? That's his name from from the L.A. Clippers. He was forced to sell his team. They got his ass gone. So it hasn't been a problem with the NBA. It's more so we've seen it more so with the NFL situations like this. But now the NBA is is taking this stance on on Robert Sarver, and it it really shocked me, but it didn't surprise me. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It didn't surprise me because it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for your pockets. And that's just what we're seeing here for the NBA. I I, I truly believe that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But that is all that I have right now for our sports news. So we're going to move on to our game of the week. Uh... Obviously, we're not going to do a game of the week recap from last week because we weren't here last week. There was no game of the week to be had. Um, so we'll just start. We'll just pick back up from week one or week two in the NFL. Uh, transparently, if I'm just being honest with y'all, the game of the week this week would have been had we recorded, you know, based on the schedule that we initially set or whatever may have you. The game of the week this week would have been the Bills and Chargers. But I'm not gonna cheat. I'm not gonna cheat it like that. I'm not gonna cheat it like that. There's numerous games that could, uh, could and should have been considered for our game of the week. But we ultimately did find one. Um, our game of the week this week is going to be the Bills and the Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I have the Bills winning by five. A lot of y'all may feel like that spread is is not hefty enough for me personally. I don't know what happened with Tennessee this past week because I did go back and rewatch that game. Also watched the Buffalo Bills game um, against the, the L.A. Chargers, how they just absolutely came out and dominated that football game. So I, I've watched both teams this year, what they've put on tape, what they put on film, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think this will be a close game. Tennessee, they folded last week against New York. They were punching them in the mouth. I think it was like 13-0. Uh, 16 to zero. One of those two at the end of the first half, and really they just let off the gas. If you don't come, if you come out and you don't let off the gas like that, Tennessee blows New York out. In my opinion, the New York Giants have absolutely no business at all competing with the Tennessee Titans this past week. And to me, that was just a lack of effort, lack of experience, so to speak, as well. Um, you know, you're down. You don't have AJ Brown anymore. You do have Derrick Henry, whatever may have you. 
But when a guy named Kyle Phillips leads your, you know, leads your your team in targets, that's kind of putting you on to what is going on in that offense, et cetera, et cetera. So I do think this is going to be the game of the week. I do feel as though it will be a close game. I got Josh Allen, though. Give me Josh Allen. Give me Josh Allen. Nine times out of ten. Nine and a half times out of ten, really. I'm going to take Josh Allen against everybody in the NFL, no matter who it is. Because we saw what he did when he faced up against Pat. And that's a, you know that's who y'all all want to make y'all's number one quarterback. We saw what he did against Pat last year, and he picked right back up this year where he left off. So, you know, give me the Bills by five, but that will be our game of the week. Um, we saw the Bills dominate again Thursday. We saw what happened with Tennessee against New York. It'll it'll be a good game. I have the Bills winning. Um, and you, you definitely have to tune in. Let me make sure I have this right. I believe that game is Monday night. Yeah, Monday night at 7.15 on ESPN. We actually have two Monday night games this week. Which is pretty interesting. I kind of, I typically don't like when they do that because the games collide with each other and it's primetime football. So it's just like, why not maximize, you know, your dollars by putting two games at two separate times and making us, the consumer, watch two different games and pay y'all two different amounts of money, you know, or get paid double the, the ad dollars or whatever may have you for different time slots. But that's not, I mean, that's above my pay grade, as people would say. So I'm going to let that be. But 7-15, we do have the Titans and Bills. That will be on ESPN. And then we have the Vikings and Eagles as well at 8-30 on ABC. So that Monday night will be a very interesting night. I'll be tuned in. Um, I, I don't plan on missing either one of those games. I'll have them both set up. If y'all, y'all won't be able to see it, but I'm in the studio right now. I'm in the office. I got the big screen right here and the little screen right here. So I'm going to be tuned in no matter what, either way. So, you know, but yeah. Um, let's see what's next on the docket. We're just going to go ahead and go to our goodie of the week. Again, this isn't a typical podcast. I know, you know, things ain't flowing as, as easy and stuff like that as they usually do, but we're just going to keep going again. Let's go ahead and go to our goodie of the week. Goodie of the week this week is Baby by Nav. Nav, what up? Demons protected by angels just dropped this whole song. Cash can't cover the tab for me, baby. Hey, and you know what's crazy? I'm gonna run this shit back. Hold on, let me stop this shit. I didn't even put no gunshots, nothing at all in the beginning of the pie. Y'all niggas got off because I was really supposed to air this bitch out. But I'm gonna make up for it this song. Don't even worry about it. Let me start this bitch over. Let me hold some cash, can't cover the tab for me, baby. When my bills come in, can you pull it up half for me, baby? Can you buy me a new car, put 200 on the dash for me? Talk about who I smashed, can you put that shit in the past for me, baby? Take another half, you just gotta sit down and relax for me, baby. When they shit on my name, hope you turn up to the max for me. Protect my heart, can you promise to play your part for me, baby? Fly me out first class if you wanna see me And if I ain't got my shit straight, gotta believe in me Could you hold me down and build me up? No, you can't Could you pay these bills all by yourself? Let me know if you got some bands I 
never put you on regular shit Fuck up, say sorry, I give you a kiss Diamonds like popcorn, they pop on your wrist Smoking on rats every day cause I'm rich Swapped out my hoe, I just upgrade my bitch Compared to what I could do, you can't do shit Let me hold some cash, can you cover the tab for me, baby? When my bills come in, can you pull it up half for me, baby? Can you buy me a new car, put 200 on the dash for me? Talk about who I smash, can you put that shit in the past for me, baby? Take another half, you just gotta sit down and relax for me, baby. When they shit on my name, hope you turn up to the max for me. Protect my heart, keep promise to play your part for me, baby. Throw me 10K cash, I wanna go shopping. When it's about to run out, let me run up your card on everything. Be my chauffeur, drive me and keep it tucked. Tuck for me. I just wish that I could lean on you. How you lean on me? Clear all my jams when I get in the rut. Let someone play with you, get in them touch. Pick up my slack, do you got me or what? Pay for my drink when I double my cup. I'm the one ballin', so when I start talking, you don't got no option, you better shut up. Let me hold some cash, can you cover the tab for me, baby? When my bills come in, can you pull it up half for me, baby? Can you buy me a new car, put 200 on the dash for me? Talk about who I smash, can you put that shit in the past for me, baby? Take another half, you just gotta sit down and relax for me, baby. When they shit on my name, hope you turn up to the max for me. Protect my heart, keep promise to play your part for me, baby. That was Baby by Nav, and again, that was our goodie of the week. All right, man, let's get into this a little bit. And today, I'm, I'm going to try not to be long-winded because my cameraman slash producer slash set man, nigga acting like he, he about to die of starvation. So, you know, he ain't ate all day. So, I'm a, you know, I'm going to be a good friend. Friend before every, anything, everything. Be a good friend and let the nigga eat. So, I'm not going to be long-winded. We don't have mailbag this week just because y'all didn't know I was coming back this week. I didn't say anything at all on any of the IG pages, no YouTube, no nothing. It wasn't, you know, publicized, marketed that we were coming back. So we don't have mailbag, don't have an ass out award. We're just going to go through right now this week on who I think is going to win each division and why. Make it relatively quick. I want to spend maybe 15, 20 minutes max on it. Then we're going to wrap up. Then next week, we'll be back to our scheduled programming. Everything will be back. Mailbag, ass out, goodie of the week, best thing I saw, all of that good stuff. So we're, we're going to get a lot back then. For, but for right now, this is what we're going to stick with. Um, let's start right here. Who wins each division in the NFL this year? Um, and Unfortunately, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of ass just simply based on the fact, let me turn myself down because now I'm about to get locked down. I've been chilling. The mic been down. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and get locked down because now we're just going to chop it up. I just had to get back in my rhythm. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, I kind of, uh, it, it's unfair to a certain degree just based on the fact that I have seen each team play. Um, I've been watching a shit ton of film on the NFL. I, I finally got the All-22, man. I've been... Thinking about getting all 22 for a while now. You know, they have the NFL Sunday ticket or whatever may have you have that. But NFL made it extremely uh, easy um, and extremely user-friendly to have the all 22 view, which is something, like I said, that I, I've been addicted to since I've seen it the first time 
Um, and if you're not 100% sure on what it is, um, just look up All-22 NFL on YouTube or All-22 Film, whatever whatever may happen. But it'll come up. It'll come up, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Long story short, I've been watching a shit ton of that since I got it at the beginning of this week on Tuesday. Um, so, like I said, all of that being said, I kind of have an unfair um, advantage, but at the same time, I don't because you can only judge a team so much off of a week one performance. Honestly, some of these picks might shock you. Um, a lot of them, you know, it'll be a close race in my opinion. This is just who I feel. Everything is opinionated. Y'all know how it is. I'm just going to give it to y'all real how I feel is going to go down. And really, if you look on my, if you look at my history, honestly, if you look at what I've done in the past based on predictions and things of that nature, you know, Shit, pretty much what I say is law. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to hold you. But we're going to see. We're going to see. So let's get started. We'll start with um, a relatively competitive division. I think with the win, or excuse me, with the loss by Cincinnati this week against Pittsburgh, it kind of blurries the water a little bit. What's the the right terminology that I'm looking for? Mercs the water a little bit. I don't even know. It kind of... Say it again. Muddy. Yeah, muddy. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's why I'm glad I got this nigga here because he can help me out a lot. It muddies the water a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate doing this shit on YouTube. <clears throat> it muddies the water a little bit just based on the fact that that's a game, in my opinion, the Cincinnati Bengals shouldn't lose. Um, The, the Pittsburgh Steelers simply really, with all due respect, and I know I got a lot of Steelers fans that listen, a lot of Steelers fans, you know, that uh, close friends got a Steelers fan in the room right now. I mean, you can say speak like I got some sense, but I'm going to just keep it 100. The Pittsburgh Steelers just simply are not good. It's just that simple. Their offense looked extremely subpar, and that's being generous. Their offense really transparently looked ass, even with Najee Harris present on the field. Um, Defense, now I will say the defense looks phenomenal, but with the injury to T.J. Watt, who knows what's going to happen with the defense? We'll have to take a look, close, close look at what they do this week because he, he's the motor. He makes everything go. TJ Watt is an absolute stud. In my opinion, I will go on the record and say this, and I know Cam Weaver, I know he, 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 he'll he get a little bit of an arousal when I say this, but TJ Watt is simply the best defensive player in the NFL. You know, you can make an argument for Aaron Donald or whatever may have you. TJ Watt is different. He's a dog. He makes that Pittsburgh Steelers defense go. So I want to see who's going to step up and become a leader. Minka did have a hell of a game Sunday um, with the pick six. He Actually, his stat line was just crazy. It wasn't just a pick six. It was a lot more to it than that. Um, but with all of that being said, who wins the AFC North? Um, in my opinion, I think Cincinnati will win it. Uh Baltimore will be a close second, but I think Cincinnati has a lot of unfinished business to take care of. Now, I will say the Super Bowl hangover this past Sunday was real from Joe Burrow. He threw for, you know, he had four interceptions. Let me take a look at what his official stat line was. What I do know is that he threw four interceptions. I believe he had five total turnovers. Um, So that's not going to get it done. That was, like I said, extreme Super Bowl hangover from him. Um... Let's take a look. 33 of 53, 338, two touchdowns, four interceptions, quarterback rating of 61.7. So just, I mean, really ass, really garbage in my opinion. 20 incompletions, 53 passes total, 
Um, the yardage, yeah, it's going to look good just simply based on the fact that he threw the ball so much. So it's not that difficult. Then when you take into account that he threw for four interceptions, that makes that stat line a lot more, uh, a lot more ugly. So, or a lot uglier, excuse me. Um, but like I said, I do feel as though Cincinnati will win that division. Um, the Cleveland Browns will pull up, put up a fight. My whole thing with the Cleveland Browns is simply in that division. And we'll go, to, like I said, we'll go division by division. My whole thing with the Cleveland Browns is simply that Jacoby Brissett cannot be your, your starting quarterback, you know, and you make any noise divisionally or in the playoffs. That's just my honest opinion. Like we said earlier, you know, we all know Deshaun Watson is out for the first 11 games of the season. So, even when he does come back week 12, week 13, whatever may have you, you know, that's going to be a decision that the Cleveland Browns organization, organization, excuse me, has to make. But we would assume that since they, you know, guaranteed him all this money in the offseason, we would assume he won't, he's going to be on the field as soon as possible. Even with him coming into that situation, I don't know what position Jacoby Brissett will have the Cleveland Browns in. And even in that same breath, I don't think that even if he plays phenomenal football, I don't think that they'll be competing with Cincinnati and what they, you know, what they'll end up doing in the season, nor will they be competing with Baltimore. And that's another story for the Baltimore Ravens. We know the whole story. This offseason has been about Lamar Jackson and his contract. Um, Lamar did say, I want to say Wednesday, he was completely done talking about it. So as a media personnel, stop asking him. Because he's not going to fucking answer anymore. Stop asking him about the contract. He wants to play football. He's made that known numerous times. I mean, this is probably the second or third year that Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, a discussion about his contract has come up. You know, questions about if he was going to play or not, whatever may have you. So, like I said, stop asking him. Stop asking him. He's going to be available. Lamar Jackson, to me, when he's healthy, he's a top seven quarterback. You can debate with whoever you want to, but I'm not going to waste the time with you. You just got to be honest with yourself. You can't stop him in the ground game. And when he's locked in in the passing game, he's very, very, very hard to beat. Um, so the Baltimore Ravens, they they will have a hell of a shot to win that division. I just don't think with the the lack of offensive weapons that they have, you know, of course they still have Marquise, or excuse me, of course they still have Mark Andrews, um, Rashad Bateman, young guy. I think he's a second-year guy. Uh Duvernay, I'm not thinking, I'm drawing a blank on his first name. They have Duvernay, J.K. Dobbins coming off of his torn ACL or Achilles, whichever one it was. Um, So they have, you know, they have a couple pieces here and there, but those pieces ain't Joe Burrow. And I say that with all due respect to Lamar Jackson because I do think that Lamar Jackson is better. But when you add these these names up, that shit hits a little bit different because it's not Joe Burrow, it's not Joe Mixon, it's not T. Higgins, it's not Jamar Chase. Simple as that. And at that point, when you have when you have all of those names on offense, you can give up you can give up however many points you want to give up defensively, and that offense will fight you back into a game. That offense will still compete. We saw it with Pittsburgh this past week. Four interceptions from Joe Burrow still went to overtime, and it took two or three missed field goals uh, for Pittsburgh to end up pulling out that win. I think Cincinnati will turn it around, and I ultimately do feel as though. Cincinnati will win that division. Um, let's move on. AFC East. For the AFC East, I mean, my answer is is very cut and clear. The Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East. Uh, really, in my opinion, 
you know, the Miami Dolphins, they look solid against New England, but that's not really saying much. Y'all know how I feel about Mac Jones. He ain't hitting on shit. Everybody gassed him because he made it to the playoffs last year. Cool. whoop de do. End of the day, Mac Jones is not that. Tua, mm, he's mid. So, you know, yeah, he has his weapon. Cedric Wilson, he had, you know, Ty- the addition to Tyreek Hill. He has those guys. But Miami will not be able to compete with Buffalo either. I think that this division will be over no later than week 12. No later than week 12. This this division will be over. Everything will be decided. Josh Allen will, you know, ultimately come out as the AFC East champion once again. So I'm not even going to spend a long time on that, a lot of time at all. I feel how I feel. I don't think it's close. And really, if we want to really, really get freaky and get into it, I have the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC as a whole. And no, it's not just based on the fact that, you know, based on what I saw against the Rams. Now, given, I will say, that did play a a, a little part in my decision in saying that. But in that same breath, that's not the only reason why. I feel like the Buffalo Bills should have came out last year. I feel like two years ago, that the playoff run that they went on then, I thought they had enough to do it then. So now when you add another year of experience under Josh Allen's belt, and then you take into the account, or take into account, excuse me, the emergence of Gabriel Davis and the way he's looked over the past year, year and a half, because to me, Gabriel Davis has been a hell of a receiver for a year to a year and a half. It just finally all paid off in that Kansas City game last year. And then we saw it again this past week against uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams. So you add that, you add the weapons around um, like your uh, your Zach Mosses, your Devin Singletary's, obviously your Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Talk about that offense. And then you look at that, that couple with that defense. The Buffalo Bills are going to be extremely hard to beat, not only in the AFC East, but in the AFC as a whole. I have the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC and really, matter of fact, I'm not even going to make that statement because it's only week two, so I ain't going to overreact. But if I had to tell you a team that I genuinely felt like was going to win the Super Bowl right now at this very point, at this very moment, if I have to give you a, a prediction, and just because, you know, I am JJ, and this is what we do, it's good talk, we keep it real. If I'm telling you my Super Bowl champion right now, 2022-2023 season, is the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, like I said, that is it's way too early. I know it's way too early. It's week one, week two, whatever may have you. Um, still 16, 17 weeks left in the season. I get it. Barring injury, the Buffalo Bills, to me, are the best team in football. But again, it's only been one week. We saw one performance. We've only seen you know one performance from every other team in the NFL with the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. So I don't want to overreact, but... Have we would we have recorded, or excuse me, if we would have recorded a week or two prior to the NFL season starting, my answer would have been the same: the Buffalo Bills. So that division wrapped up. I spent way too much time on that division, but I had to really get my shit off to let y'all know how I was feeling. Um, let's move on. AFC South. Um, who do I have winning this division? Really, I guess I have Tennessee winning it. Um, just because Matt Ryan, he ain't on shit. The Houston Texans, we know what they are. 
Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, yeah, they got Travis. Uh, they have uh, Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me. They have Travis Etienne. They have pieces on offense. Their defense is kind of suspect at times. It will get better as the year goes on, in my opinion, because they do have pieces that they put together extremely well um, for that team to play collectively great. But I don't think they have enough. So, obviously, I'm left with the Tennessee Titans because we know the Houston Texans have absolutely nothing to compete at all in that division, and I just don't trust Matt Ryan. So, let's we'll move on relatively quick on that one as well. Now, this is when shit gets a little freaky, and I'm, I, I want to spend a couple minutes on this one just because I feel like right now this is the best division in football, um, and it's going to be extremely competitive and extremely interesting all the way to week 18. The AFC West. We saw, let's let, we'll dive into it a little bit. We saw Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos get clipped week one. For me, I, I, that doesn't budge me. I don't worry about shit like that because there's a lot of emotions going into that game. You know, first time playing with all of these guys, brand new teammates for Russell Wilson. But what we do know about Russell Wilson is he he is a winner. That defense did shut the Seattle Seahawks out in the second half. Given they're going against Geno. So, again, I keep downplaying Geno or whatever may have you, but we know what Geno is. If we're talking about, he he's great just simply based on the fact that he was able to win the starting job in the NFL. But if we're talking about on the level of, or, or we're comparing him to other NFL quarterbacks, Geno Smith is not that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, again, you can credit Denver for that shutout in the second half if you want. I will, just for the sake of the argument, their defense played great in the second half because Geno was torching them in the first half. Um, he looked he that he looked like an all-pro quarterback in the first half. So I say all of that, but he did he did show glimpses glimpses, excuse me, of him having that potential. But again, that's neither here nor there. They did shut them out. They still lost whatever may have you. So Denver, we know the story with them as far as them having two young great receivers in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They have a running, or excuse me, they have a, a quarterback now that put it all together. No longer do they have Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever the fuck has been their quarterback for the past couple years. They have a dog now. They have a dog now to couple with two other dogs in the backfield and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And then again, of course, like we talked about just a second ago, the receivers on the outside. So they're going to be a team to watch in that division. I, I really don't even want to pick a winner for this division, but I will because I, I, I feel like, you know, these guys will get it done. But I'll save it for a second. Kansas City. We know about Kansas City. They've been, you know, one of the more dominant teams over the past four or five years. Patrick Mahomes, arguably one of the most, one of the most talented, if not the most talented quarterback we've ever seen in NFL history. So anytime you have a guy like that that has the ability to change the dynamic of any game, and we saw it last night, a prime example of it. You know, they came out, got punched in the mouth, the offense struggled the whole first half. And then after that, in the second half, every time they touched the ball, it seemed like Kansas City was scoring. Now, given I know they had the, the interception uh, return for a touchdown, they did have the pick six, whatever may have you. But still, the Kansas City offense was moving the ball at will, um, and they just simply outlasted the, the Chargers. So... But again, you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, a generational talent, number one, number two, all-time, most talented quarterback that we've ever seen. So, of course, they have a shot as well. Travis Kelsey, 
You know, they have the mixing matching guys on on the, in the receiving group. Great defensive line. You know, guys that will get after the quarterback. Secondary, extremely, uh, extremely suspect. That if I had to pick and highlight one thing that is extremely suspect about Kansas City, it would simply be their secondary because we saw what Mike Williams did to them last night. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that as a knock to Mike Williams because Mike Williams is a dog. But I'm just telling you, when you have Mike Williams and then two or three others and they're able to put up the numbers that they were able to put uh, put up last night, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Kansas City Chiefs really have no crazy standout cornerbacks. Their safeties are, you know, average at best. And I think that's going to, down the stretch, that's going to end up biting them, biting them in the ass. Really, I really do. Um, moving on, the Las Vegas Raiders. They got punched in the mouth week one against the Chargers. But I don't, I don't want anybody to re- overreact to that. I don't. Nobody overreact to that situation because it's week one. So everything I'm saying now, it's like, okay, cool, whatever, whatever, whatever. Things have to play out. Injuries will occur. Teams will get better as the year goes on. Deals will happen, you know. Free agents will sign. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But do not overreact to that loss that the the Raiders suffered to the Chargers at home. Don't, because they're a hell of a football team. Hell of a football team that plays hard. They have a a good quarterback in Derek Carr. You know, we know we all know about the addition of Devontae Adams to that receiving group. Add Hunter Henry into that mix. Or excuse me, check that. You add Hunter Renfro into that mix. You add Darren Waller into that mix. You add the addition of, of you know, Brandon Bolden into that mix, no matter how you feel about him. He does add a completely different dynamic being that RB2, you know, third down back type guy. The Raiders are going to be okay. And then, of course, you have my nigga John John locking the shit down in the secondary, coming down and blasting shit. So they're going to be a team to watch in that division as well. And then last but not least, of course, the L.A. Chargers. And this is who I have winning that division. I have the L.A. Chargers winning the AFC West. Last night, we saw, you know, the first half completely dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. They did. Simple as that. They they came out. They punched them in the mouth. They let up off the gas. You know, a couple of turnovers didn't go their way. Justin Herbert gets cracked in his ribs. You know, the pick six changed the whole dynamic of the game. But if you take into account, you know, you, you take into account those things, but then you also look at what Justin Herbert was still able to do, even with the cracked ribs, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't, they haven't come out with an uh, official announcement of what happened to him. But I think his ribs were cracked. So even with the cracked ribs, he was still able to drive down the field the last minute and a half, minute 45 uh, of the game and go score a big-time touchdown. So that right there shows, you know, that shows you resilience right there. And the defense. If their defense would have dropped so many fucking Exactly. And that's another thing. If their defense would have dropped so many interceptions, their defense, I mean, it was, it was probably about four or five opportunities that the defense have. Yeah, in the third and fourth, in the second half alone, that the defense had the ability to change the, the completely change the dynamic of the game, and they just were able, you know, they weren't able to get it done. But the fact that they were able to come out and compete like that against the Kansas City Chiefs after we saw what they did 
on the road in week one against Arizona. And I, I, I'm not even going to get started on Arizona today because I got a lot to say about Kyler Murray, motherfucker that y'all love gassing up. And I told y'all last year in the playoffs, the biggest moment of his career, what did he do? He folded. And I told y'all, in my opinion, that was in his DNA. They go out, they pay him all of this money. You know, they have the the rumors about there being a film watching uh, obligation in this contract and things of that nature. Well, let me tell y'all something. Last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, they exposed his lack of study time. They did. They did. So the fact that, you know, the, the Los Angeles Chargers were able to go into Arrowhead and compete they way, compete the way they did with their quarterback, you know, earlier on in the fourth quarter being injured, well, all of the missed opportunities defensively, and they're still, what, it was still a three-point game? That doesn't bode well for other teams in the NFL because I, I really feel like the Los Angeles Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL. I do. Ultimately, to me, it will come down to the Los Angeles Chargers against the Buffalo Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's way too early to make those type predictions, whatever, but it's me. So I'm here. That's what I feel like will happen. Then you add, you know, you got Bosa on one end. You got Khalil Mack on another end. Then you got J.C. Jackson on one corner. And you have Asante Samuel Jr. on the other who played an outstanding game last night. Absolutely tremendous. The only knock was the, you know, the, the, the bobbled catch that turned out to be an incompletion. That was the worst part of his night. But if that's the worst part of your night, you had a pretty good uh, a pretty good day, which he did. So you had, you take all of those things into account. Derwin James, in the back of you know in the, in, the, in the second in the back of the secondary, the Los Angeles Chargers they're, they're they're nothing to fuck with. They're nothing to fuck with. They're not sweet. It's not the same Chargers team that we've seen in the past. That's been you know been led by by Philip Rivers. Or as of most recent teams that's not able to get it done. I don't feel that that's the same team. I think that this team has a chip on their shoulder. I think that they feel as though they've been disrespected over the past two or three years when it comes down to it. Given, you know, they've given us the reason to do so. They have. But I feel like they're playing with a different swagger, a different attitude. And last night, yeah, cool. They lost that game. But Justin Herbert healthy. Later on down the stretch against, you know, against Pat Mahomes, against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they have to come to L.A. this go-around, I think they end up clipping them. And that, to me, whenever that occurs, that'll be the divisional championship. It will. Because Denver, like I said, they they have a very, very well-rounded team. You know, they have Russell Wilson, whatever. I don't think they have enough to get over that hump. The Raiders, same thing. Um... Have a lot of weapons on offense. Defense leaves a lot to be desired, as we saw last week against the Chargers. Uh, so, I, I mean, it'll be very interesting. This right here, like I said, the AFC West is by far the best team, or excuse me, the best division in football. And I have the Los Angeles Chargers winning that division. Uh, let's move on to our NFC divisions, and we're going to kind of speed up just a little bit here. We're going to wrap up very, very soon. Um, NFC North, and all with all due respect to Aaron Rodgers, you know, 
I think that this time he's put himself behind the eight ball that he he will not be able to overcome. The receivers that he have, excuse me, the receivers that he has currently just simply not going to get it done. We saw that against Minnesota. All the drop balls they had, you know, two or three drop touchdowns, just not going to cut it. I think Minnesota will win this division. You know, the running back situation, they have Alexander Madison to back up. Dalvin Cook, a top five to top ten running back in the NFL right now. No question about it. Justin Jefferson, top five, top ten wide receiver. Kirk Cousins, a glorified game manager, whatever may have you. But at the end of the day, he does win you football games. Now, I won't say he wins you big-time football games because, we, as we all know, Kirk Cousins has one playoff win, and it came off some bullshit. <laughs> it came off some bullshit. So, you know, he wins you football games. He's a glorified game manager. But that's what we're talking about right now. Who will win the regular season championship? Or, excuse me, who will win the regular season divisional championship? To me, in that division, the NFC North, it will be the Minnesota Vikings. Moving on to the NFC East, we saw what happened to Dallas this past week. New York, yeah, it was cute. You, you know, you you did everything you did against uh, Tennessee's defense, whatever, whatever. It's cute. None of them, none of them teams are fucking with Philadelphia. None of them. Dallas done already. Already. If you're a Cowboys fan, I hate to say it. You know, I, I'm a huge Dak fan. That's I've been on record saying that numerous times. Dallas is wrapped up. It's over with already. Before it even gets started, they're done. They have no shot to compete for anything other than the first round, first overall draft pick in the 2023 draft. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are competing for already, in my opinion. Moving on. And Philly, I mean, I, I like I said, I kind of want to speed up here. As the year goes on, we'll dive more into this. We'll dive more into this. Right now, I just want to give you my predictions. The Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East. They will. NFC South. I might be biased. You might feel as though this is going to be a biased answer, but I really don't care because there's been numerous times when I've been on record and went against, you know, my, my personal bias and kept it 100 with y'all. Again, this is me keeping it 100 with y'all. NFC South champions, to me, will be the Carolina Panthers. It will be. Don't want to dive too much into that because we do have FPFO. But what I will say is the injuries to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line are damn near overwhelming. We don't know what their wide receiver room is going to be able to do. They have, you know, they have Chris Godwin already got injured. Mike Evans, we know he's a hard hit away from being out for six to eight weeks. And then with the addition of Julio Jones, like it's great, but we know that the story has been on him the past five years. Take them out of the picture. The Atlanta Falcons, they have nothing. And I hate to be as dismissive as I am, but we just going to keep it a hundred. We're just going to keep it 100. The Atlanta Falcons have nothing at all to compete in that division. Nothing. It was cute that they competed the way they did against New Orleans. Again, week one. None of this shit really matters at this very moment. That level of play will not be sustained by the Atlanta Falcons. They have nothing. And for the New Orleans Saints, I mean, it's cute. They have weapons. But I don't know if they'll be able to put it together. I don't. And when you look at the roster side by side, 
and you look at it on paper, the Carolina Panthers really have the most talent in that division as an overall unit. Let me specify. As an overall unit, offense, defense, not special teams because the special teams from the Carolina Panthers week one was absolutely atrocious. But offense, defense, you put those rosters up against you uh, side by side for every team in the division, the Carolina Panthers have the most talent. Ultimately, what that's going to come down to is, is Matt Rule able to get out of his own way, which he has been able to do this year, you know, week one. He's able, He's been able to do it in the preseason. He's looked great with the guys in the offseason, so he has been able to do it so far. But will Matt Rule be able to sustain that? That's going to be the question. I have the Carolina Panthers winning the NFC South. And then last but not least, the NFC West, um, Seattle Seahawks. Let's go ahead and X them out right now. San Francisco 49ers, I think they're probably about a year or two away from being an elite presence in the NFL. Or it may, and really, even elite is a, is a stretch. An elite presence is a stretch. I don't want to say that. They're a couple years away from, from being a playoff contending team. So I want to go ahead and throw them out the window as well. Ultimately, what the NFC West comes down to is the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and I think really... You know, the Rams struggled last week against the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills are, are a really, really high-caliber team. They really are. So I don't want to put too much stock into that loss. Um, you know, a Super Bowl hangover as well. I don't want to put – I don't like I said, I don't want to put too much stock into that loss. I think the Los Angeles Rams win this division. The Arizona Cardinals look like complete shit against the, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I said – don't overreact to any week one losses that you shot, that you saw. But if you actually look at the film and you looked at the way Kyler Murray played in that football game, it left a lot to be desired. And that's me saying it, the PG version. It's just facts. So I have the Los Angeles Rams winning that game. So just to go over it real quick, um, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Los Angeles, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Carolina, and Los Angeles. Those are my division winners for this year. Those will be the teams that will be guaranteed in the playoffs. And then, you, of course, you'll have your wild card teams, whatever may have you, the two, the two teams that they added, whatever. But those will be the teams that are, that are guaranteed a shot, in my opinion. At competing for a Super Bowl championship come mid-January, mid January, uh, mid beginning of, of February. Those are the teams to look out for. Again, this week, um, we won't have our awards like we usually do, our ass out awards, best thing I saw. We won't have any of those things. But coming back again next week, we will be fully locked and loaded. We will have a full podcast. I just wanted to make sure that I dropped this one. Um, you know, to get back into the swing of things, man, it's been so long. It's been what seven months, absolutely ridiculous on my part. But that's just you know the circumstances that that we've been in, and so now we just have to deal with it and go forward. Um, so again, I mean, if you if you stood by this long, I appreciate it, man. Like I, I I'm so excited to 
to be back. Very excited to be back. It's going to be a hell of a football season. We have a lot of stuff going on at the G2S Network right now. If you haven't already, make sure you go ahead and subscri uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel at the G2S Network. Follow us on Instagram at Goodies and Two Shoes. Follow the actual specific podcast at G2S Good Talk Pod. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan and you tune into this particular podcast, you must, must, must listen to uh, FPFO for Panthers fans only, co-hosted by me, myself, um, as well as Terrence, the God, <laughs> you know, new member of the G2S family. So we got a lot going on, man. A lot going on with the good life. Oh, Lord. Damn. Hey, you too. I hope y'all ain't see that. <laughs> I hope y'all ain't see that, but I know y'all did. Uh, yeah, we just got a lot going on, man. So I'm very excited. It's about to be a hell of a year. NFL season. I think this is probably going to be one of the more competitive NFL seasons that we've ever seen. Um, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm ready for the next six months. Going to try and stay consistent the best that I can. I won't make any promises because I've already, like I said, I've already done that. Won't make any promises. But I am going to try my damnedest to make sure that we get this content out um, as consistently as possible. And we'll just go from there. We'll just go from there. So, again, I do appreciate y'all being here, spending, you know, the past hour, hour and a half with me. Very, very grateful to be in this position. You know, to have this platform that y'all have given me. And we're just going to keep going up with it, man. We're going to keep going up with it. Hopefully next week, Um, what I want to do next week is I want to drop a little bit earlier. So I'm hoping that we don't run into this problem where, you know, the content is coming out on Friday night, Saturday afternoon. And then we're watching, you know, we, we only have a couple of days to digest the podcast uh, before the next, uh, the next week of football. So... We're going to try and make sure that we, we get the content a little bit earlier out to you. Get the content out to you a little bit earlier. Um, but again, thank you. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Will you be my leading lady? I want a contract, girl, no baby. In the meantime, I don't know what you want. My new bitch look like Halle Berry But she don't love me, she too scared My old bitch front like Jackie Brown <laughs> <laughs>